garage sales were always a big success. We made $500 once. My personal stuff was the biggest seller. I guess when you see a little girl cry, as strangers pry her cherished belongings out of her hands, people think they're getting a real bargain. <laughs> Why, the big 50 cents they got for my dog, Chester, helped pay for that weekend in the mountains my parents took without me. <laughs> but I guess I would have been a real downer, you know, screaming, Chester, Chester, please come home. I can't live without you. <laughs> well, I don't think about it much. Except for the times when I wake up screaming. Five hundred dollars, you say? <laughs> Marcy just gave me a great idea. Peg, scrape the dog duty off the grass. The Bundys are having a yard sale. <laughs> That's right. I get a open. No man presents live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Jamie, and Ash. Welcome to Bundyland, the hap, hap, happiest place on earth. This is the big season four finale, so we went all the way to Bundyland itself, the Bundy's backyard, to bring you this special, special show. My name is Al. I'm a one-woman guy, and and there she is now. Guys, I'll be right back. <laughs> While he's doing that, I'm Jamie, and today I'm paying all the bills that were personally delivered by the sheriff. And my name is Jerry, and uh, of course, we all know what my one strength is. Showtune trivia? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. I'm really good at the newsies. Never would have guessed that. Well, guys, we are reviewing the final episode of season four. Season four, episode 23, Yard Sale. Original air date, May 13th, 1998. It's for Jay. Peg breaks the bank with her latest purchases until Al throws a garage sale to unload all her junk. Writers, Marcy Vosberg and Sandy Sprung. So that's a better description than what's on like IMDb because IMDb says something like, the Bundys have a yard sale and it creates a very special Bundy moment. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> This uh, the whole time though, when we're when I was watching this episode, all I kept thinking of was when I was little, my best friend's mom. Every time we would drive by a yard sale, she would go, "Yard sale, yard sale," <laughs> just like that, because she was like this yard sale junkie. <laughs> wow, she sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm sure cool people would just blur that out. Uh, Al is paying bills once again. Hey, didn't I just pay bills last month? (laughs) Just the one stamped final notice. (laughs) This month we're doing the ones personally delivered by the sheriff. Now, I'm not even going to ask if... Nah, never mind. Yeah, I wasn't going to question that one. (laughs) Let's not even do that old bit. Where's your mother? She said she couldn't watch this. It depresses her. 
So she took your wallet and she went shopping. Well, if that damn woman isn't here, who am I supposed to yell at? She left this. Go ahead, Dad. Peg left a tape recorder for Al to yell at while he's paying bills. Yow! Who could run up a $260 phone bill? I'm sorry, Al. I made a mistake. It'll never happen again. Uh, all right. Yates! $160 for a haircut and a manicure? I can explain that one. <laughs> you better. It was just a one-time thing, and it'll never happen again. All right. Like, I love when they make Al as dumb as, as Kelly and Peg. Because it's just so out of character, but it's very comedic. This is an opening I'm just not going to question. Uh, like, it's just a prime example of that thing you used to bring up all the time, where it's like, it's it's silly and out there, and you just have to roll with it, and if you roll with it, it works. Yeah. But, I mean, it's okay, because I'll, I'll, I'll totally delete that later. Good. Don't forget now. What do you think? I'm an idiot? I'm not going to forget. Good. Just like I didn't forget to delete that thing you said on the show a couple weeks ago. What do you mean? Which thing? Oh. Look, you're really being the fly in my preparation age right now. <laughs> ah! Who spent $50 on a tape recorder? Oh, Al, I'll never do that. Hello? Oh, hi, Mom. No, I'm just putting the tape together for that idiot husband of mine. <laughs> Oops. Erase that, Kelly. I will, Mom. <laughs> Don't forget now. I said I will. What do I look like, an idiot? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> So, Peg has a storage, and that's one of the bills that Al doesn't know he's paying. <clears throat> and that's weird, because if they had it for so long, you would think he would have got that bill by now. But uh, maybe Peg's been hiding it and just stealing money to pay for it, who knows. She has this, and what, like I said, she fills this thing with junk from yard sales. Then Peg comes in, freshly from a yard sale with Adolfo, who was helping her, just like that one dude who was helping her... Uh, who's the, that, like, Mexican guy who was helping Peg shop? Oh, yeah, she was like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow, and I was like, no, you won't. Uh, yeah, he, she goes, uh, she, oh, she's like, Alejandro wants a tip, and he goes, don't touch my wife. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, that was the Elvis episode, I believe. Uh, I think so. We're go going to Sweatland, yeah. Thanks, Adolfo. Just put the rest in the storage bin. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> hi, honey. Hi, right, Pookie. What you got there? Uh, it's a boar's head. I know, but what do you have behind your back? <laughs> no, I saw it, Daddy. It is a boar's head. Rest, honey. <laughs> Peg, why did you buy a boar's head? Well, if you must know, it aroused me. 
glassy eyes, stuffing for brains, nothing below the neck. <laughs> Nail it to a toilet bowl, it could be you. No, it couldn't. Because unlike me, someone loved him enough to put a bullet in his head. Peg says that she had got Al's reading glasses at yard sales, but we never see him wear those. Uh, there is a point where he wears glasses, but not reading glasses. I'm assuming he does. He just doesn't actually need reading glasses. And so her buying reading glasses is just kind of a joke that she's buying more junk that they don't need. Or, or I thought it was a joke that she's buying very important things in junky ways. Like reading glasses, that cuts kind of serious. You need to like check out your eyes and test them and do that thing where they figure out exactly the perfect thing for your eyes. And she's just buying them in the garage. And then brake lighting for cars. If they won't go to the dentist, I don't see them going to an eye doctor. And plus, what is Al going to break out the little engine that could? I mean, what's the point of him getting reading glasses? Yeah. Number one or number two? Number one or number two? Well, if it's up to Al, it'll probably be number two. Yeah. <laughs> Bawoosh. No, oh, God, I'm sorry. Eric, I'm trying to embrace it. So that high-pitched laughing guy is back in the audience. <laughs> You're an arch nemesis. Yeah, he's in full effect. Right around this scene, he's really kicking in, too. Hey, this has got to stop. Oh. Hey, I'm going to do with that thing what I should have done to you right after the wedding. Strap it to the hood of my car and take it back to the woods where it belongs. <laughs> See, Peg, this is why I tell you lock the door. Peggy, the most wonderful thing happened. I have a date. Oh! Ow! Marcy has a date! Gee, gee, they must be selling Parkers in hell right now. Well, we can only hope your dad can afford one. So what's he like? Is he tall? Is he rich? Is he sighted? Ow. Pick a hole in your head and stick your finger in it. <laughs> Grown-ups are talking. Peggy, my mistake was looking for a man to love, when all I really needed was a man to hurt. Jamie, whenever, when you broke up with, like, a serious... Because you were with this one guy. What was his name? Patrick? Patrick, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Bateman? After you got done <laughs> dating him and he broke up, did you try look for a man to hurt for a while? No. No. <laughs> so, you, so you didn't have sex with him? <laughs> The next one was Brian. I don't think <laughs> well, I heard him. <laughs> not yet. I can't wait till he writes an ending you don't like and you misery him. Um, <laughs> Marcy says one of the most just like savage, hurtful lines I've ever heard. Yeah, they must be selling parkas in hell right now. <laughs> well, we can only hope your dad can afford one. Yeah. Like... Wow, hold up, time's out, we're just going to start talking about people's dead parents? That is not okay. I hope your dad can afford, like, that's kind of like... Like, not only is his dad dead, but you're saying he's in hell and still poor. Well, the only the only place I ever heard parka before is in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, when Del Griffith, uh, John Candy, does the, drives on the wrong side of the highway thing, and then they stop, and then... Steve Martin wakes up and he goes, it's getting hot in here. You should take your park off. That's the only time I ever heard somebody say something like that. And he didn't even say the full word. Yeah, I've never lived anywhere cold enough where a parka was necessary. (laughs) 
So yes, guys, hell is freezing over because Marcy has a date. And we all know that Marcy's claims are false, that Al's father is in heaven, because when we got to have a chat with him in the search for Miss October, he refers to being in heaven quite often during his conversation with Al, the Duke, Marilyn Monroe, Moe, Larry, Curly. You don't think they're all in hell, do you? I think I found him. He's perfect. <laughs> Are you going to have sex with him? Well, you heard her say she wants to hurt him. <laughs> this is not something I'd admit in front of a man. But I'm a little nervous about this sex thing. It's been a long time. Three months. <laughs> <laughs> I could do three months standing on my head. <laughs> I'm just so used to Steve. It was his one strength. Well, that and show tune trivia. <laughs> they mentioned Steve, oddly enough, like <clears throat> saying his name. Oh, yeah. You must be so thrilled when that happened. I am because it all it came with uh, a them giving him a compliment because uh, sex was all he had going for him. That was his one skill besides show tunes. Right. He can recite the entire Grease 2 soundtrack to you. That's great. Well, I mean, it, no, no, no. It's really, that's really cool. Yeah, it could be worse. He could have done Grease One. Grease Two is way better than Grease One. Okay, Predator Two. Predator Two is also better than Predator One. We all know you're just trying to get a rise out of us. That is not true, Alex. I've I've believed these things since before time existed. But what if this guy's no good at all? Well, you've come to the right place. I'll tell you, the most important thing the first few times is to make them feel like they're doing a good job, even when they're not. You know, I say things like, oh, honey, I wasn't laughing at you. I was just thinking of a joke. Oh, or you, or you know when it's the real thing, it only has to take but a minute. Oh, and you should always keep a little cup of water by the side of the bed, sort of sprinkle your brow. They'll really think you're into it. <laughs> I've gotten a few suffer babies from Al with that one. I never sat there and said, yeah, suffer baby. Al is kind of uh, kinky. Him and Marcy actually probably need to hook up. Mm. Either that or he just hates his wife. <laughs> okay, we won't kink shame him, so we will <laughs> say we'll say he hates his wife. <laughs> oh my god. Peg lists all of the fake-outs she does to Al while they're in bed. I mean, this is just brutal. She is relentless. Oh, and then... <laughs> if you have a free hand, which I always do, you want to just sort of reach over to the clock and move it forward. It's a good confidence builder. <laughs> and always... Practice moaning to cover up your yawns. <laughs> you know, I guess what I'm saying is, you've just got to leave the man with something. Uh, I've never had to fake out anyone in bed because it doesn't last long enough. But uh, have either one of y'all ever had to, to do a fake out? Oh, I know. You know the, you know what the first fake out I ever did? And this was like, I could say this because I'm older now. I was with this chick, and she was really super hot. So I was uh, wearing a condom at the time, and I, I think I was done in like uh, two minutes maybe. 
So she didn't seem to notice, and I didn't make any, like, reaction that I was doing this. So I just uh, realized, uh uh-oh, you know, this isn't going to last too much longer now. I said to her, uh, I whisper, I go, hey, listen, uh, I think I heard something downstairs. Maybe we should stop and uh, see if anyone's here. Slick. Yeah, so I made believe I stopped by choice. I did that I did that one time when I was younger by saying I really got to pee. <laughs> See, at that point I knew that within like 30 seconds it was going to be like shooting pool with a rope. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to get out of this. But why did you say that though? Uh, it's, no, same situation. Oh, oh. And well, I was just like, "Uh, I got I got to pee. Give me a, give me a minute. Let me I let me I really got to pee. I don't want to pee inside you. Let me go." Ugh. Okay, now it's getting gross. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say all that, but I I did stop and be like, I've got to go to the bathroom. You you got to hold on a second. Did you uh, Did you pick it up again later? Yeah, I was like fifteen at the time, so like, give me two minutes, and I I was ready to go again. Uh, I think I took like uh, ten minutes at that time, but yes, I did. Okay. And guess what? It it ended almost as quickly. <laughs> Is that amazing? Jamie, do you ever, like, spit out Cracker Jacks while you're shouting instructions in bed? No, I'm not going to waste Cracker Jacks. <laughs> Peg, you forgot about your best secret move. You know, spitting Cracker Jacks while you shot instructions? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the passionate, remember tomorrow's garbage day at just that right moment. <laughs> See, I can't speak for all men, but that really turns me into a tiger. <laughs> Dad... There's no more room left in the garage. I had to take this out to get the boar's head in. So what do you guys think of Peg's ashtray globe? We could smoke and learn. You know, between that and a three-legged chair, I think uh, Bud wins with his Danish Dane magazine. Yeah, it was the best thing they brought out. Now, while this ashtray globe is is happening, that whole bit, you could – this guy, this laughing guy that sticks out of the entire crowd is like – he is – crazy right now oh that's an ashtray that teaches you geography (laughs) that way you can smoke and learn (laughs) what a find where'd you get it happy's garage sale so marcy has a horrible childhood story again so now jamie we know that you're sort of done with the orgasm during a memory now you you still must enjoy the uh the little glimpses into Marcy's terrible childhood. Oh, sure. Yeah, misery is always fun. (laughs) You know, the only thing better than going to a good garage sale is having your own. When I was a little girl... Oh, help me! (laughs) We'd have a garage sale every summer. My mother would sell anything. Old lampshades, record albums, the training bra off my back. What were you, about 25? (laughs) I was 13. And making more money than you. <laughs> they would sell the training bra off of her back. They would literally say, like their daughter would be saying there, they have their hands on the daughter's shoulders. Well, she has a nice training bra. What size are you? And then they tell her, she's like, uh, uh, Marcy, um, lift up the back of your shirt. And then they go ahead and undo it. Uh, and okay, this sounds way di- more disturbing than it should be. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was just trying to bring it to life. <laughs> yeah, not... Uh... So Al makes a joke. What were you, 25? I'm going to scoot that off. Because she's like 13 and making more money than you, which also is another line that Jodie Foster seems like she would say. Really? No one got that joke? 
You talking about taxi driver? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got it. That doesn't mean it was funny. <laughs> oh, man. That's rough. That is rough. Let's go scrape that duty off the grass now. <laughs> hey, at least I didn't say that your dad can't, you know, hopefully your dad can afford a parka. That's true. In hell. <laughs> anyway, our garage sales were always a big success. We made $500 once. My personal stuff was the biggest seller. I guess when you see a little girl cry, as strangers pry her cherished belongings out of her hands, people think they're getting a real bargain. <laughs> Why, the big 50 cents they got for my dog, Chester, helped pay for that weekend in the mountains my parents took without me. <laughs> but I guess I would have been a real downer, you know, screaming, Chester, Chester, please come home. I can't live without you. <laughs> I don't think about it much. Except for the times when I wake up screaming. And sold it for 50 cents. Like, they couldn't do without that 50 cents? Which I'm sure back then was $1.50. But at the same time, I still don't think that's enough. One, that's odd. Like, she could have at least said $5 or something. But 50 cents? for First of all, who buys a pre-owned dog for 50 cents at a garage sale? Like, puppies, I can understand. <laughs> But this didn't seem like it was a puppy. No, she knew that she was close to this. Time thing. to get close to it. So who is paying 50 cents for used dogs? It almost makes me wonder, without getting too deep, as to like how Marcy became who she is today. All of these things, if you really put them together, she's almost too put together in a way. You would think she'd turn out like Peg or something from all this stuff but instead she's like the opposite but she's she's neurotic and sort of nuts and violent but she doesn't act <laughs> out on it <laughs> well she would be violent like whenever if she could catch people who were doing wrong to her in life she would do horrible things to them she'd get out the fish, fish hooks, hooks. <laughs> that's all we could ever say al is so moved by this that he almost almost comforts marcy he puts his arms around her, pulls her closer to him, and it's this really, like, strange moment. Everything's just so quiet, and he, he's holding her for, like, five seconds, seven seconds, eight seconds, and then it looks like that he's about to say something really sentimental, and he goes... Five hundred dollars, you say? <laughs> Which I have to say, the best combo visual punchline joke I've seen in the show, just because you're sitting there questioning, why is Al comforting her? Did he lose a dog or something? And then he drops the $500 line and you're just like, oh, classic Al. And you didn't see it coming. Well, here's the best part. The reason this works so well is because we've seen him <clears throat> come for her already. Whether it be the Aunt Toonie story, uh, Hot Off the Grill, when she said, I'm, I'm alone and I'm scared. And he's like, there, 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 there. Well, peel her off me, will you? Well, and then there's the moment in the bar. That too. Yep. Right. I do want to say good old Marcy. She's no longer renting their couch on a nightly basis. Uh, she just needed advice from a simpleton and, you know, take the ring off and that kind of frees you. That that ring was a weight dragging her down. 
the weight of Steve Rose. You're that Jerry. The okay. weight. First of all, I'm just saying, if you had to hang out with either Steve or Marcy, are you seriously telling me you would choose Marcy over Steve? Um, no. Okay, then. Marcy just gave me a great idea, Peg. Scrape the dog duty off the grass. The Bundys are having a yard sale. <laughs> we saw the Bundy backyard in Hot Off the Grill, and now we're seeing it for the second time. And our friend Annabelle noticed that season four opens in the Bundy backyard with Hot Off the Grill, and it ends here in their backyard. The Bundy backyard is uh, its like uh, bookends for this entire season. It's all decked out. <clears throat> Al decides to have a yard sale, get rid of, he has to unload all of Peg's junk. I really couldn't make out too much what was there. Like when we had the episode where the Bundy stole, well, they didn't steal, like when Buck got a credit card. I remember I listed like everything in their house that they bought. But for some reason, this just didn't seem, this seemed more like miscellaneous stuff. Yeah, the only few things I could really gather were things they were pointing out themselves, like Winky the dead parrot and the painting of Paris with the eyes of a dead man. There, there, were, there were like tires stacked up in the back, chairs, and I guess some... Clothes. Yeah, clothes, some weird statues to the left uh, when you look at them mostly. I couldn't make out anything like very interesting or funny. They're making Bundy burgers, which we all know are the best burgers you ever yanked out of a cow. Which explains why they're five dollar burgers in nineteen ninety nine. I'm in nineteen ninety. What is this, Prince? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Prince songs here? <laughs> that's that's ten dollars today, Jerry. Yeah, that's I mean that's expensive. And then they just go and like use them for frisbees. Cause they burnt them. They look like briquettes. Oh. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I feel bad about that, too, because that's kind of cool. That seems like a pretty cool yard sale. I don't really go to them because I always feel like it's nothing but junk, which I'm sure I'm missing out on some good stuff. But imagine going to this guy's backyard. He has burgers on the grill. Seems like a good time, right? Hang, Check out Kelly. And I don't know. Well, I love Kelly in this episode. I don't know how yard sales are up north, but I know Jamie and I can talk about yard sales down in the south are business. They are amazing. It's true, man. And um, you got to <laughs> it's funny because people will you always have the early birds who try to come like the day before or like super early in the morning. And you know, like people will be knocking on your door at, like 630 in the morning. I'm here yeah, for the yard sale set up. And it's like, dude, it's not yet. Like, <laughs> Are you serious? They're breaking the door down there here. They don't even show up. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. People like pre-planned like my I grandfather do. will literally write down which ones he's hitting in what yep. order yeah well yeah yeah you got to plan your route yeah so, like every like every weekend if we were with my the the one that i was telling you about the yard sale yard sale um <laughs> every weekend she would go yard sailing and we would have to help her like she'd get the paper and we'd have to help her pick out all the yard sales and then we would find them on the map and then she would map her route and, like, go, here I'm going here first and then here and then here and here, you know, and then whatever, how, however And she then we'll get do. lunch and then I'm going to hit up the. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not even It's a day. It's like a whole day thing. 
Um, and you have to look at the times because like a lot of times people will post the time. So some people stop selling early. Some people sell later. And yeah. I actually had a, a friend of mine who was going to have a yard sale. And she's like, oh, I figure like 10 to 2. And I'm like, what are you, insane? No, oh. 7 to 12. 7 yeah. to 12 is you the ideal run. You can't oh my do God. 10 to 2. Yeah, that's you're gonna ridiculous. Have, you're going to have people coming out, like, hanging on. It's going to be like those old commercials where it's the open, open, open. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. out of the, like, six states, well, five states have went yard sailing in. Nothing beats Georgia and Alabama for yard sales. Jesus. They are the best. It is a cultural phenomenon down in the <laughs> South. We like, keep having keep wanting to have one like we have a bunch of stuff in our garage and that i keep saying like every time we're going to get rid of something i'll say well i'll save it for the yard sale okay well we have not had one yet but uh, you should get a storage facility yeah not really a thing up here it's yeah. it's kind of weird not and especially now because you can just jump on facebook marketplace or offer up or yeah stuff like I mean, that people it's have so much them. easier people have them but it's not the it's not the same. Like whenever we drive by yard sales, I never see anyone there. Like what? Well, right. Just but see, like back home, it'd be like a crowd, like on like one of like a TV yard sale. Like would you'd see just people milling about all over the place and constantly busy. Like that's, that's yeah. How like it it's, is. it's hard to find a parking place. Yeah. When going to yard sales inside, especially between like seven to nine, those are like prime yard sale hours. Yeah, because everybody wants to get the good stuff. Or you can even, and and we would also do this thing where we would have to go really early and then she would, like, get the stuff that she really had, like, had to have. But then if there was stuff that she didn't have to but she was interested in, then we'd have to swing by close to closing time and see if they would cut the price. (laughs) My grandfather did that for a ladder once. I was just like, (laughs) one, you're 70, you don't need a ladder. (laughs) Like... Seriously goes, well, you never know. And I'm like, don't you have a ladder? He goes, yeah, but that's by the barn. I want one by my building because he's got a barn and a building plus his house. And he's the same kind of guy who literally has like four copies of every movie on DVD because he wants one for each different area. (laughs) Well, okay. He doesn't like to walk around unnecessarily, I guess. He does not. He's not a fan. (laughs) He wants to... (laughs) Every room in his house has uh, a copy of, of, like, one certain movie and a gun. Well, that makes up for all the illegal downloads, I guess. Well, yeah, I'm going to make a list here. Okay, let me see. The Donnelly's. Then I'll hit up the McGinty house. <laughs> then I'm going to... What about the Schultzes? <laughs> exactly. What about the one that the mailman goes to a lot? Yeah, that's the Donnelly. Oh, Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a shame that Al's burger thing didn't work out. That seems like a cool idea, but nobody came. Burgers burnt, and they were chucked. Yeah, well, Carmen San Diego showed up. <clears throat> oh, yes, she did. <laughs> yes, she did. Now, see, that was funny. <laughs> I'm yeah. a hit or miss kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, really. Al, I can't believe you're doing this. You're selling my life's work. Not your whole life's work. I'm keeping my knotted bowels. (laughs) Dad, what's the price on this? Mm, Ten cents. Winky? You can't sell Winky. Pookie Winky's dead. Why would you buy a dead bird? (laughs) Well, they said he could speak over a hundred words. Okay, make it a quarter, son. (laughs) 
I wonder if that's the same bird used in the Monty Python skit. It's a bleeding demise. It's not. It's, it's pining. It's not pining. It's passed on. This parrot is no more. It has ceased to be. It's expired and gone to meet its maker. This is a late parrot. It's a stiff bereft of life, it rests in peace. If you hadn't nailed it to the perch, you would be pushing up the daisies. It's run down the curtain and joined the crowd invisible. This is an ex-parent. It's an ex-parent. How much, Dad? Oh, no. You can't sell this painting. It's unique. It's Paris seen through the eyes of a dead man. Kids, tie your mommy up. Al, I have spent ten years amassing these treasures from the four corners of the block. How can, you, how can you sell these things when there's all that useless stuff in the house? You know, there's a vacuum and a stove and your side of the bed, your second pair of underwear. Be gone, woman. You stink. Kids, did you put the ad in the paper? Mm -hmm. Signs around the neighborhood? Thumbtacks in the street so the cars will get a flat in front of the house? Yep. <laughs> We're open for business. So that the tires on vehicles pop in front of the Bundy house, they pull over and decide, well, hell... Check it out. While we're calling AAA, there's a yard sale. How, how big are these thumbtacks? <laughs> no car tire would ever notice them. <laughs> like, he must think that people are just riding on, like, the tubes that are inside of a bicycle tire or something. You remember when tubes used to be in regular tires? Nope. No. Oh. Inner tubes were a thing. When, when did they stop doing that, I wonder? Yeah, I don't know when the technology surpassed the idea of needing that. Probably the 80s. Because we always had inner tubes around my house growing up. Daddy had this he had this whole tire setup. Like this like really nice tire changing setup. And he that was never his business. I don't know why he did that, why he had that, but he did. Um it was like bolted into the ground and everything like all these really expensive tools and everything, but he never had I don't know why. I don't know why. It just always was. Anyway, I used to take those inner tubes. And I'm going to sound like a real bumpkin right about now. but I, used I know. To, you slid down a hill on them in the snow. I did. Did I already tell that story? No, but what else could you do with it? That's, I yeah. thought she was going to say take it down to the local watering hole. Well, I, I also in the summertime, I took it to the creek. Yep, but she's yeah, she's from the south. She's at creek. The... <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say crick. <laughs> <laughs> yep, open for business. <laughs> Look, honey, a parrot. Hi, pretty bird. Uh, <laughs> take me home. I want to be part of your family. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Excuse me. Isn't that you talking? How dare you come into my own yard and accuse me of passing myself off for a dead bird? <laughs> Look, we're sorry. Uh, how much? If I'm not mistaken, isn't he the lifeguard from Life's a Beach? Was that Brent Corman? Was see the problem is 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 in 
the credits, they give them names even though they don't have names in the show. Yeah. So that's either Freddy or Tom. Uh, Andy Steinfeld played Tom, who was in the Flintstones' Happy Days in Living Color. Or that was Freddy, who was played by Brent Corman, who was in Step by Step and Round Trip to Heaven. Well, so either way, it sounds like he wasn't in this episode. No, like everyone I mean, that in had that this ep- episode. In that episode. Oh, I got it. No, this the lifeguard was named Peter Steinfeld. Oh, Peter well, Steinfeld. Just... Then maybe Andy Steinfeld is his brother, and he played maybe. Tom in this episode. Maybe they look alike, and maybe that's why. Or maybe he changed his name. I remember whatever we read during the Life's a Beach review, I know that I said this about him. Now, I don't know why, because I'm looking now at his IMDb, and he was in multiple episodes. He was in Kelly Does Hollywood Part 2. He was in Nooner or Later. So this was 91 and 94. Life's a Beach was 89. I don't know why I said that. I said he was in another episode... Probably this one. Who in the hell wrote that where I said that? I am always supposed to be correct. Uh, we'll just do what I do and blame it on me. Okay. Jerry, I think you took that. Uh, aren't you the one who's supposed to be working on the car- the uh, <sighs> special guests and stuff like that? Yeah, that's usually me. Uh, so it probably was me. You know what's funny about this episode? Like every special guest on this episode, almost none of them had done more than, say, five things. Like get out of town! Which one of these amazing actors only did five things? All like, dude, go to their IMDb <laughs> and look at their at, like acting credits. Like all of them, like have done barely five things. I don't like, think he disbelieves you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not in a state of shock. Now I feel like <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Maybe it's because you're both blonde. <laughs> I was born a natural blonde. Yeah, but then the yellow went away and they well, went with Jerry. I would Jerry. be worried if you were born a, be- a bleached blonde. <laughs> My hair was like almost white when I was a kid. No, we have our own Benjamin Button here. It was super blonde. Oh, you're almost white now. Look, <laughs> unlike Kelly, I've used the word no before. Uh, was it ever used on you? Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, was, that reminds me. There was one disappointing joke that I thought could have been better and i'll take this and this and this what can i do for you how much for this wagon wheel 25 cents that's ridiculous i'll give you 50 cents no my daddy says 25 (laughs) but you notice anything unusual over there which do you mean dad Mom dressed like an idiot or uh, <laughs> Kelly for the first time using the word no? <laughs> and I'm like, man, he should have taken the opportunity to say something better than dressed like an idiot. You know, like dressed like Carmen San Diego. Yeah, was Carmen San Diego a thing back then? I don't know. If she was, that would have been uh, perfect. Yes. Uh, she at least was not, in the 90s because there was a. Like, uh, oh, fun trivia fact. According to the internet, where everything is true, this is the last episode where you see Peggy Bundy smoke a cigarette. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Wow. And why did she? Uh, Oh, you know what? It's funny. She only pulled out the cigarette to do the globe gag. Yeah. Well, she was smoking when she was dressed like Carmen Sandiego. Ah, right. That too. Well, hey, listen. 
But it was around this time that they banned smoking on television. Uh, I feel like it was 90 or 91 where they, like, you couldn't smoke um, in TV shows anymore, which is interesting because Constantine did when that show was on. But, but I mean, and you could still see characters who smoked, but they, if you watch, they're not really smoking. They're, like, faking it, but... Which to me, I don't see what the difference is. Like, you know, like to a kid, if that's your whole point, what did that mean? They don't know the difference. Okay, here we go. Marks the first time a big tobacco company has marked products on TV since cigar ads were banned in 1991. Bam! So, so yeah, in 1991, uh, they banned it, but recently they, they've they brought it back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But apparently in 1991... Uh, they is when they banned it, and season five would be going into 1991, right? That's right. Yeah, because I'm cause, because I am smart. That's why. Yes. Wow, way to go, Jamie. <laughs> and I'm I didn't impressed. even realize that trivia fact until you mentioned it. But because I actually wondered at one point when I was watching one of these episodes, I was thinking about the fact that she was still smoking on TV and a lot, and I'm like, oh, it should be coming up. She shouldn't be allowed to do this. You're thinking of what goes around came around. Is that the... She smoked, like, constantly in that episode. Oh, yeah. And they, like, really ramped it up, and we never understood why. So Kelly's looking, like Jerry said, super hot in this episode, man. I love that little denim skirt that she's wearing in the beginning, the, um, where she leans over after, to, to erase the tape after, yeah. you know, that whole scene. That skirt is so cute. Yeah, super cute. It really is. Look at her when Peg starts, like, sifting through the clothes on the rack. Look how Kelly's standing and her, um, trust me, I'll post it. And that belly shirt and, like, it's just perfect. Yeah, I thought her belly looked really cute, too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, Peg's in a strange trench coat, big black hat. Can we examine this for a second? Did Peg think her own family wouldn't recognize their mother in a 50 by 50 backyard where only her family is in? Well, she knows her daughter is Kelly. Right, but it ain't like she's in a crowd. Like, the only way this could have worked is if this yard was full of, like, 25 people minimum. And they weren't really focusing on each one, and Peg's doing her own thing while other people are hassling about the price of the bird. Then maybe this could have worked. But you're the only other person there, Peg. What I want to know is where is she going to get the money to pay for all the stuff that she wants to buy, like $20 for that painting, you know, and why is she trying to up the price of everything? I mean, I get that she wants them to be worth something, but... Yeah, it's like a weird psych- psychological thing. Like, she wants these things to be known as something valuable, just like how she was bummed out that when she went to the um, this other yard sale later on in the episode and then came back, and all of her stuff, she was bummed out that it's known as junk. So Peg wants it to be seen as valuable so bad that even she's willing to pay extra for it, just so it's not so cheap that somebody with a nickel could buy it. Also, she said she has scoured the four corners of the block to get this stuff over the past 10 years. And now these people are calling, these other neighbors are calling it all junk. Well, that's the junk she brought from, she bought from you. Like where she went could have only been one of the four corners. I mean, I don't see her trekking too far. 
Well, I, I guess it's it's the the old thing that Al says, like it's all junk and eventually gets to the head idiot. And, you know, so I think that they realize that and they actually found someone to buy it. So that's how they feel about it. Son, <laughs> have I told you not to marry? Yeah, Dad. Good. It's good. <laughs> have I told you not to be a shoe salesman? Yeah, Dad. <laughs> well, I guess I've told you everything I know then. <laughs> So Al and Bud are flicking burgers, like we said earlier, skipping them like they were stones on a lake. And Al and Bud seem to have like a moment. He's like, you know. Son, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I was... Yeah, I want to be a football player. <laughs> Al immediately just dismisses anything Bud was going to open up to him about and just says, eh, I always wanted to be a football player. Al, I just want to be like him. Sure, you have to eat a bowl full of the private parts of horses, but then you go to the bathroom on the lawn and somebody says you did good. That's all I wanted. To lie in the sun, to run in the grass, see a good-looking bitch through a chain-link fence. Yeah, what's the use? It'll never happen, so... Did you guys notice that Bud was sitting next? Uh, Buck was sitting next to a sign that said "Flea Circus." I actually missed yeah. that. He was he was laying on the lawn, and there was a sign posted next to him that said "Flea Circus." And just shut up and pet the damn dog. <laughs> now this is before it was Bundyland, too. So that's pretty interesting. Dog is an animal with big floppy ears. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> What's with Dad? He's having the dog dream again. <laughs> Good boy. Now he's done this more than once. Yeah, because he's because uh, I know this is like the second time he's uh, done the whole uh, bitch thing in reference to a female dog when talking. Yeah, this is the second time. Oh, he said a new bitch every night. Yeah, this one he's like, see a good-looking bitch through a chain-link fence. <laughs> and I just love how both times when he says it. Like, you can almost tell, like, it's a wink to the camera, like, I just got to say bitch on TV because I used it in the proper way. But you know what I'm talking about. Yep. It's great that they get to say. Isn't that weird, too? Like, one of the main <clears throat> curses of our childhood is just a female dog. Like, you should literally be able to say it on children's t television shows. Yeah, I wonder who took that and made it a bad thing. I wonder why they started calling women female dogs out of all things. I guess it just sounded. I wonder if it's because, you know, women always call us dogs and someone was like, oh, yeah, well, you're a female dog. So they, they went in their dictionary. They looked it up like you're a uh, a bitch. Yeah, pretty much. It just sounds right. It sounds like it should be a curse. So it works. <laughs> I love when uh, Al's done with the dog dream and Kelly pets him on his head and rubs his head and he responds to it like a dog would. <laughs> I love that she knows what to do in that situation. You know, when Bundy, when Bundy, when Bud is like, dad's having the dog dream again and she immediately is like, good boy. She knows what to do to make him feel better. Yeah. How many of those situations in did she begin to just say, you know what? I'm just going to treat him like a dog and he'll feel better about himself. He'll feel like he really is one for once. I often look at my cats and go, God, I wish. 
You wish there were dogs? No, I wish that was my life. Agreed. All I have to do is lay around all day and play and somebody brings them food and they just do whatever they want. That would be nice. Yeah, I often thought about that. Like, would it be better if, if we were animals, just like dogs or cats? And the answer is definitely no, because although it's great to have absolutely no cares or responsibilities, it's still not better to be a dog or a cat because there's just so many things that you can't experience, so many emotions, so many, and a lot of bad comes with it, but a lot of good, and it's like, well, we don't, then they don't have to work or anything for anything to get... But it's like, yeah, but is work really that hard for the other 16 hours a day we get and the weekends? It's, it's, just, it's Life is just so much more fulfilling than what just laying around. What are you talking around. about? I have three jobs. Also, let's keep in mind. Do you sleep four hours a night? <laughs> I would also like to point out that the ignorance of not knowing those things would be a plus. That's true. Like, if, if I could be my cat or Jamie's cat... And not know Metallica. That's okay. Uh, dude, I would do anything to not know Metallica. <laughs> well, Jamie wouldn't. I'll take the lobotomy right now. You would be okay being a cat and, and your owner is watching Godzilla and you having no interest or knowing why that's amazing. Dude, you know what my cat does when I, I watched the Poughkeepsie tapes today and he came up, laid on me, went to sleep and got his belly rubbed for like almost two hours. And that was as good as the Poughkeepsie tapes. Yes, it was. Well, to him, oh, he doesn't care. Wednesday, when I start playing a movie, especially if it if it has the Universal opening, you know, Wednesday will come running from whatever room she's in and plant herself right in front of the TV. She loves that Universal thing. I don't know why. Yeah, because she knows she's going to be pet for ninety minutes. And like Fester, you know, he gets to he can still be a ghost fan. He gets to dress up like Papa Emeritus. <laughs> no. My dog doesn't know how great Returning of the Living Dead is. <laughs> yeah, but he also doesn't know that he doesn't know that. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but not knowing is not as good as having it and experiencing it. Ignorance is bliss. So is so is finding these things. I'd rather not know that I would never be able to hook up with Kelly than to know that I'm never going to be able to hook up with Kelly. And then fantasizing about it? Yeah, I'd rather fantasize about treats and belly rubs. Oh my god! It's so good. <sighs> to, like you gotta understand from a cat, from like a cat person's perspective, we see cats and we go, "Man, I wish I got worshipped like that." Dude, I had a cat for eight years, and I still don't feel that way. Yeah, well, I don't. Something's wrong with you, Alex. <laughs> you got you got too much Bundy in you. I couldn't hear Marcy's horrible childhood if I was a cat. You need more Steve in your life. That is something. See, think of the joy that Jamie said that brought. And and <laughs> Fester will never know that joy. <laughs> so, he probably uh, does. He's, he's, he, he probably walks away and snickers behind the couch when she's doing that line. He's pretty smart. <laughs> well, guys, speaking of dumb, nothing is so dumb that a bigger idiot won't come along and buy. You know, I can't understand why we can't sell any of this junk. Well, honey, see, lawn sales are based on the bigger idiot theory. You know, nothing's so dumb that some bigger idiot won't come along and buy. But the uh, flaw in that theory is that eventually you get to the head idiot. <laughs> and uh, you call her mom. So what do we do, Dad? Give up and become Sanford and Son? <laughs> no, I'll think of something. 
Remember the Bundy credo. A Bundy never wins, but a Bundy never quits. Uh, d- never give up? Bundy never wins? Never eats? Bundy never, I think it's... Never quits? Never Never walks? dies. Never cares. No, that's the Goonies. Listen. No, Dad, it's Bundy never eats. No, no, no. It's a, it's a Bundy never learns. No. Wait, wait, isn't it a Bundy never dies? No, a Bundy Daddy? never cares. Shut up, the two of you. Shut up, the two of you. Just give me one minute to think about this, and I'll think of a brilliant way to get us out of this. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to Bundyland, the happiest place on earth. Bundyland. I love it. It's great. Great idea for the show. Awesome design. But is it better than when they set up Elvis land inside of their house? Um, yeah, I mean, let's yeah. let's go over this. Is it better to pet the dog or pet the dog who watched uh, Lassie? Lassie. Is it better to have a Bundy burger or have a uh, – what was the hound dog joke? The – you ain't nothing but a hound dog, corn dog, or yeah. something. Like, is it better to go on the wheel of fun or listen to Peggy in that red shirt tell the story of meeting Elvis and having lunch with him? Behind velvet ropes and the pepperoni on his breath. Yeah. I love the wheel of fun. That <laughs> made me laugh. Because mm. he's like, hold on tight. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even move. No, nothing happens. <laughs> He's like, hold on. Oh, you know what that was? An inner tube. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, there it was. It goes. See, he found a use for it without a creek. Uh, what I want to know is how much money did they spend on graphic design and T-shirts? And where can I get one of these T-shirts? And where did they get them? And when did they get them? And how long did this whole thing have? Like, let's just say Al came up with this. How did he, who designed the shirts? How many weeks for shipping? How many weeks for sizing? Who picked the colors? Did he leave everything out there all all those weeks until they came in? Or maybe he always had the idea for Bundyland, had the stuff made, but never had a chance to implement it until now. And he struck and took the chance. No? Okay. What situation would he have ever, besides this, I don't know. Oh, my God. What's more bizarre, that whole concept of when Al did this and how the turnaround happened in half an hour, or why they all have animal ears on their heads? Uh, The turnaround, for sure. Seriously, though, I've seen all the Polkai shirts. Where can I get a Bundyland shirt? Can we get that design and turn it into, and like, I have to say Bundyland and then have to say Married with Children podcast underneath? You know what we should do? For our show, you guys know what Patreon is. It's if you want to support the show, you could donate $5 a month or less, a dollar, whatever, to our show. And that's for this highly produced, uh, very, uh, we never miss a Wednesday show, which we're probably going to miss one next week, but, and... You can donate to that, and I'm thinking to open up a thing where if people donate, I can have the guy who made our Married with Children show banner of us in the nudie bar, I could have him whip up that exact design but in new, fresh, high resolution, and we can make shirts of that. And it'll say Married with Children podcast under it. Nice. That would be pretty sweet. You know what we eventually need to do? We need to do a shirt that has all of us. Jamie, you, uh, Dan, me, JP, all of us. Yeah. 
Like the whole bunch of people who got it all together. Bundyland would be a good name for like a web page or a podcast or a something oh, that was someone's devo- going to make another married with children podcast. Well, the problem with that is no one would ever find it. You know, <laughs> that's true. Why do you think I went with this generic name? I, well, I know. And it's that that was smart. So, you know, it wouldn't really work, but it'd be a great name. It just it's not it, logistically. It wouldn't work because no one would ever find it. Nobody would ever type that in. Like, right. literally, I was thinking of a bunch of stuff like Al Shoe Store, the Married Children podcast, or, you know, like, No Ma'am something, or, you know, whatever. Having fun? This rakes. <laughs> Pet the damn dog. <laughs> but how are we doing on the wheel of fun? <laughs> Great, Dad. Hold on tight. <laughs> it is a magical place. It is the most depressingest place on the planet, Jamie. I wanted more payoff from Bundyland. I feel like there was a lot of effort and design put into that, and nothing really happened with it. Like, I was hoping to see, like, a bunch of neighbors, you know, coming by and maybe scoffing at him or whatever. I mean, just something. But just doesn't it feel like there was a lot of setup for, like, three people? I completely agree with you, but is that not the most bundiest thing ever? Well, that's true. (laughs) All that effort? And nothing happens. (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of the right thing, I guess, to do. But, yeah, I know what Jamie means because... As I watch this episode and everything to prepare, I, uh, you know, now that we further examine things, you know, when I was younger, I just watched stuff and that was it. But, and it always seems so big and grand to me, but now when we're breaking it all down and dissecting it all, I get to really see everything and every little nook and cranny of it all. And I did sort of say to myself, I always thought it was a bigger extravaganza, you know, like... Yeah, Bundy Land, the shirts, everything. But then they just kind of sit there again, and a dumb blonde is in there, and then you meet Marcy's boyfriend, and then that's really it, or something. You know, like there's a couple jokes, things like that. Oh, and the Wheel of Fun, and that's about it. And the dog growling at the kid. Like there, there's really not a ton that happens. But we have to remember it was a third act of the show. I, I don't know if it hurts the episode. I guess we'll figure that out when we have to like rate it, but. We'll see. So, um, yeah, we don't know why on the Bundyland sign everyone has animal ears on their heads. I'm not really sure what the... Well, I assume it's supposed to be a take on the mouse ears that you wear at Disney. Okay. Because that... Oh, by the way, that is the reference they're saying. Al literally says the happiest place on Earth. Is, isn't Disney... Isn't that their catchphrase? Like, Disney, yeah. the something is... Isn't it the happiest? Same thing? The happiest place on Earth, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they just stole it. I guess they're allowed to do that if it's parody. How are we doing on the wheel of fun? <laughs> Great, Dad. Hold on tight. <laughs> Which basically is a kid sitting in a tube and him just spinning. What is that thing called that you spin and makes noise? Um, uh... I don't know. It's like the monkey grinder, the monkey grinder, the organ grinder, the organ grinder thing. Right. 
Yeah, and the monkey dances. So monkey grinder. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh like the faces of death kind of stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> So a middle-aged blonde walks into Bundy Land and she's intrigued by uh Winky, the psychic dead bird. Ask Was she middle-aged? Oh, she don't look like she was in her 20s, yeah. Probably 35. I didn't notice. Oh. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean it that doesn't mean she wasn't. It just means that I was at at that point watching the episode on my phone and it was <laughs> Oh no, yeah, she was not a college chick or nothing. Like <laughs> so I didn't get the fine details of her facial features. Oh yeah, no. Hey, listen, Jayla's 49 and she looks better than most 20-year-olds I know, so yeah. trust me, I'm not knocking it. How could a 49-year-old be hotter than half the planet is beyond me. Uh Treat me like I'm stupid. <laughs> now, the irony here is that she's asking a dead bird this question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, Winky. Oh, wow. Nice joke. <laughs> Beats the hell out of me. <laughs> they treat me that way, too. Maybe it's because we're blonde. Oh! <laughs> This actress's name is Kate Morrison, and uh, she's only ever done one other thing, uh, which is she the sheriff with uh, uh, Dolly Parton. Dolly and, Parton? Yeah, Dolly Parton. The, oh, the country singer. Yeah, I know who she is. She's a country singer, Jamie. Wait, no, I know who Dolly Parton is, but Dolly Parton wasn't she's the sheriff. That was... Who was uh, it then? It was What's-Her-Face from Three's Company. Um, Are you so, sure? So, of course I'm sure. Sal- Sal- Sally Struthers? No, Chrissy. Oh, you're, you know what? You're right. I saw a very small picture of it and just assumed that that was Dolly Parton. You're right. A hundred percent. That is Pat Carroll. Who? So, <laughs> Pat Carroll. This is going great. No. <laughs> no. Hold up. <laughs> Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers, yes. Guys, uh... I thought I said Sally Struthers. <laughs> Suzanne Summers, not Sally Struthers. Uh, this is why they pay me the big bucks on this show. Yeah, man, you are good. With uh, Dolly Parton. <laughs> what? Oh, no, where's Dolly Parton? <laughs> and I love how you guys are like, she's a country singer. <laughs> no shit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Thanks, Alex, because Alex was, like, backing me up. He was like, I don't even care. Yeah, it was – she's a country singer, Jamie. Why don't you know this? Obviously, Jerry's right, and I'm, like, 100% wrong. Yeah, that's when we get to the next topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever he says. I don't care. <laughs> hey, P.T. Barnum. So, you didn't think I could get a guy, huh? <laughs> well, I did. And he can't wait to get his hands on me. But I made him stop here first, so you could see what a real man looks like. Check him out. I gotta say, I'm gonna give Roland a lot of credit, though, in a minute. But So he uh, has this wet, slick back hair, gold watch, more gold chains than Mr. T had on him. Kind of reminds me of Dave Z on a night out. <laughs> wow 
Uh, he's trying to clean the dandruff off his shoulders and smell his own breath, make sure it's not bad. Um, Wait, what did you what did you say his name was? I thought she said Roland. When I IMDb, he's listed as Mark. Really? Oh no way! She said Roland. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Josh Carroll as Mark, who was in Spencer sure it's for not Hire. Pat Carroll. <laughs> No, because this one I just copy and pasted, so I wouldn't. Really <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have him listed as as Mark. That's weird. I I know she said Roland, but okay. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. That's... Maybe I'm nuts. Who knows? No, I heard it too, and so did Jerry. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Roland, get back here! <laughs> Roland, get back here! I don't know. I don't know what's going on with IMDb. So, yeah. Now, I want to say something about Roland or Mark, whatever you want to call him. Talk about, like, the most well-rounded, in-depth character ever for a guy who said absolutely nothing and was on screen for, like, 15 seconds. Yeah, well, you know immediately who he is just by looking at him. <laughs> right. Number one, you know who he is by looking at him. His whole demeanor, his hair, his clothes. Like, what is that called? Polyester? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's dressed like he's doing 70s disco or something, but it's like a mix between that and Italian looking. He looked like if Lou Ferrigno had a, a younger brother who really wanted to be in the mafia. Yeah, it's just, it's absolutely... You just know this guy instantly. What he's doing, wiping the dandruff, smelling his breath, the chains, the watch. Then the next time you see him, which is an amazing line. <laughs> the best thing about him is that he's a one-woman man. Now, I don't even know why she's highlighting that. It's not like Steve cheated on her or anything. So I don't know why that would be something to like highlight about him. But then Al gets to look up and go... Then that must be her now. Roland, get back here. When I buy a guy dinner, I expect something for it. And she turns around and he's walking out with the hot middle-aged blonde. And her line of buy, if I buy a guy a dinner, I expect something from it. Also Amazing. a line you cannot use today. Oh, why? Because, like... If you flip that around and if I buy a girl a dinner, I expect something from it. You can't use that kind of line today on TV. You would get destroyed. Yeah. People are far too sensitive. So depressed. Welcome to Bundyland, the depressingest place on earth. <laughs> I was just over at the Feedman's garage sale down the block. You know what they're saying? Why does your husband go on living? <laughs> no, no one knows I'm married. <laughs> they're saying that all my stuff, my treasures, are junk. Peg, I've been telling you that. Yeah, but these are strangers. I care what they think. <laughs> oh, Al, I've failed me. But as usual, I can see that you're making it big. <laughs> all right, everybody, family meeting. Kids, it is with a heavy heart that I have to report that Bundyland is a complete and total failure. A first for anything named Bundy. <laughs> Gee, I wish it could be like one of them big wanker hoedowns. <laughs> you know, where everybody gathers around the still and they play spin the cousin. So, 
Serious question. Yes. Besides spin the cousin, what else do you think happens at a wink or hoedown? Oh, uh, they probably toss each other in the mud. Bobbing for beer cans? They probably uh, put their false teeth under cups and they they do that swap game and they have to put them in their mouth and see if it's the right mouth. (laughs) Done that, haven't you? (laughs) You sounded way too familiar with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a bunch of, uh, you know, you got triplets probably doing uh, hoedown. I bet they have a strong man who lifts beer kegs and I bet that strong man is Peggy's mom. Yeah, just don't ask her to take a picture up against the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, there's probably guys put their heads through like doors and stuff to show how tough they are before they wrestle Hulk Hogan and WrestleMania 2. Oh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, Marcy gets like that. that and the line you said about, you know, when I buy a guy dinner i expect something for it that is like it really encapsulates dating in your mid or early 30s for women more in like a different way though like there are women who go on dates that are like single for whatever reason divorce or just whatever maybe their careers took over their younger life who are not married yet and in their 30s and stuff and they have like the worst time dating guys and trying to get a good guy and stuff. And it is just like a barrage of the kind of people that Marcy will encounter. And it it really encapsulates it. It's so good. And like her buying him dinner, like you're picturing this and like the check comes and she's like, no, I got it. And it's like, why are you buying him dinner? He's taking you out. It's a guy taking you out on a date. Like, what's happening here? Like, you're that desperate for a guy at this point that, like, your first one, whatever, I'll just date anybody. Let's just get this thing going. And then he can't even afford to buy you dinner. You know, I am so glad that Sex and the City came along to rejuvenate uh, the life of these women like Marcy. Yeah. So they will stop paying for dinners and instead blog about it on the Internet. It's funny you say that because I was actually thinking of of those people when I when I was kind of describing them. Really? Because it was during your the whole talk that I was like, "Hmm, this reminds me of like a, something that would happen on Sex in the City." Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now I love how Peg can like pegify any outfit that she wears. Like you know, you throw her in a t shirt, which you'll never see Peg in a t shirt. You know, so like that is just amazing that we saw that she still somehow Peggy Bundy's it up. She's wearing the spandex pants. Then she puts this big black belt in this on her waist and the center of the shirt and the rest of the shirts coming down under it. So it's just pegified right away. And it just, if it fits right in, like she doesn't make it miss a beat. That's true. Yeah. She just has a style and that doesn't change. You know what I just realized about Marcy that's even more sad is that her whole plan was to go out with a guy that she could hurt and she ended up getting hurt or not just not hurt like she was attached to him, but right. just the rejection. You know? Jesus. Yeah, this isn't starting off well. I guess, well, we should like uh, take keep track of all of Marcy's boyfriends up until she gets married. Like, for this one, we'll write Roland slash Mark. Does Bud count as her first boyfriend? 
Sure. I'll say that that was her first encounter with a guy. Peg is bummed out. She's not held in high regard for her yard sale. Uh, You guys, obviously she's into it. So statuses of yard sales mean a lot to Peg. So she's truly bummed out. I I do kind of feel bad. I mean, now, you know, when Peg's a jerk, and I know Christina P.A. has a, she's kind of bummed out when, like, we dump on Peg for things she does to Al because that's, like, her favorite character. You know, when she does things that are reprehensible, it's hard to not be mad at Peg. I'm not, I'm never truly mad. I never truly dislike her or anything. I just, like, some episodes just shake my head. I'm like, Jesus, how does, how does she not get strangled every night? It's not bad until it happens multiple episodes in a row where she does really, really bad things. Like, we had that string. Was it this season? Oh, no, season three. Season three three. was the bad We had that string of episodes where she was just constantly doing bad, really, really bad things. And it was so hard. Like, as long as you have stuff behind, like, between, like, this episode, she doesn't really do anything that bad. She bought a boar's head, you know, like... And her emasculating Al about all this sex stuff, that's not bad to me. Yeah, no, it's when she's like, oh, I went and ate Burger King while my children starve. Right. That's bad. Yeah, I don't... I'm not trying to be take it too seriously, but I don't really find the humor in that exactly. Like, I get, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. And I, I know I'm sounding like... I don't get You're it. Sounding like me at that episode, at the end of the episode where they eat at the restaurant and have that shoe on a stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, come on, you don't know how that's funny. Yeah, but I guess there, it's like that. There's always something like that in everything that one person will like and another won't. By the way, you were totally wrong about that shoe on a stick thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, his opinion about it. He was wrong, right? Yeah. Well, JP backed me up. It was a shoe in her hand, but and then she dropped the sock at the end. But yeah, can you believe that he didn't like that? No, and the whole time I was listening to that episode, I'm just I'm shaking my head. I'm okay. like, this is okay. crazy. This, how do you feel about the Ferguson toilet episode? Is it is that the one where he got the really like really expensive toilet? Yes. yes. Okay. I like the episode on because me and Alex both did not like that episode. Oh, I remember liking it. See, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember liking that one back in the day, or at least, you know, I don't remember it being bad. Yeah, we want you to watch it again. Yeah, okay. we got we got murdered for not liking that episode. And nothing's changed. I'm sorry, guys. Nothing changed about it. Yeah, that was a that was a during the just me and Alex episodes. Yeah, the phase of that. Yeah. And man, people did not like that we said those things. That's why we always need a third person because <laughs> JP would have liked it. So it's like, oh boy. Yeah. But let's always get a third perspective just in case that happens again. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take everything that's left, that includes everything, and dump it in a stranger's yard. <laughs> what if someone sees us? Oh! <laughs> what if somebody sees us? <laughs> oh, um, just tell them that... Uh, just talk like a German. No, he says just mutter something in German and we'll blame it on the Schultzes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. So that's a great idea. So guys, let's uh, talk about Kelly a little bit. People be kind of pissed if we gloss over that one. So did you see how everyone looked at Kelly? <laughs> like even that, you know, we all know she's an idiot, but man. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was like one of the funniest things in the episode. 
she was such she was uh, let's give her credit she's maybe a method actress she was such in the headspace of the parrot that by the time she was asked to uh, perform real life tasks she almost couldn't separate herself no nobody's buying this one (laughs) okay i i just don't want to talk bad about it because it was so funny oh no it's great i i didn't talk bad about it i'm saying something nice okay that's true Okay, so there you go. Well, could we all agree with that one? She was just such a great actress that she couldn't lose the sure, moment. Sure, we saw how great of an actress she was when she was making the music video. <laughs> Your left! Your other left! No! Hug the singer! I like him more! Yeah, she was awesome. It's time for no man to take a little break in the Jiggly Room. I'm the DJ, and I'm gonna play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. Would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar? And be better off than you are? Or would you rather be a mule? A mule is an animal with long, funny ears. Kicks up at anything he hears. His back is brawny, but his brain is weak. He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak. And by the way, if you hate to go to school, you may grow up to be a mule. Or would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar. Or would you rather be a pig? A pig is an animal with dirt on his face. His shoes are a terrible disgrace. Now, pig, have you learned anything this time? No. (laughs) Then I'll explain it to you. Pig, you have attended your last garage sale. See, Pookie, we're broke and you're stupid. (laughs) And the combination just doesn't work out for the family. (laughs) Peg, don't you realize that we don't need all this stuff to be miserable? We've got each other. (laughs) The, The writers of this episode, Marcy Vosberg and Sandy Sprung, it's interesting that two women are so cool that they have no problem writing a line about a woman where a guy says, we're broke and you're stupid. Well, because they're broken, she's stupid. (laughs) When you're right, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, I know you're right. I know I have to stop, but I can't. It's like that stuff just beckons to me, and I feel like I have to buy. And yet you never feel the need to cook a meal or wash a sock. (laughs) Hey, what am I, sick? (laughs) All right, Peg, let's start clean. Clean garage, clean yard, separate beds. <laughs> I know. We'll even start eating. Honey, I'm going to give you $10. Al gives Peg $10 and quarters to buy food. Now, I guess I'm going to say, what was the biggest attraction there that you think, okay, maybe the parrot was sold. I'm not sure. So that's a quarter. How many rides were taken on the Wheel of Fun? Um, how much was it to pet Buck? I don't remember. Yeah, like, what do you think was the biggest attraction that garnered $10 worth of quarters? Yeah, I was trying to figure that out, too. And I don't know, because all of the things that they were selling were super cheap. Like, he was like, 10 cents, 50 cents. But, you know, 
and it, no one, it didn't look like anyone was ever there. So it didn't look like anything was missing, right? Unless that's the money. Like maybe he went to the bank and got ten dollars in quarters so he could make change at the yard <laughs> sale, and then he was giving her that money to go shopping. Well, we do know they at least did sell a, a ride on the wheel of fun. That's true. So and that, that one uh, kid was petting Buck. Yeah, but I just I forgot how much that was though. But was there important. an entrance fee to get into Bundyland? <laughs> now I want you to buy no animal heads or paintings or Haas Cartwright ceramic memorial hats. <laughs> just food. Do you think you can do that, Pookie? I can do it, Al. I've bought other things. I can buy food. <laughs> And yeah, maybe this one won't be able to find her way home. <laughs> like, I love how Al always has a line, no matter what. Yeah. So we get a new set with Peg walking down the streets of Chicago. And she comes across this store. And judging by the things in it, I really couldn't tell what kind of store it was. It just seemed like those, like, yuppie stores or, like, things just put in your home. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was a pawn shop. Yeah, I didn't get that though. No, it looked it looked better than that. Well, I know what you mean, um, Alex. Kind of like a high end. What's the name of the in that episode of Friends where they go and they buy the apothecary table and every they? I don't know. Oh, Pottery Barn. Okay, yeah. I would yes. like a Pottery Barn or a Pier One. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, but a little higher end, maybe. Because think about it, that statue was $5,000 of this, like, uh, I don't know, what he's supposed to be, like some kind of... Um, like a Greek god? Greek, yeah, Greek thing, yeah, definitely. So, and by the way, he, that guy, that actor died of the same thing that the uh, the Tin Man died of when he put that makeup on himself. That's not true. <laughs> Listen, nothing else has been true on the show. It would have been cool if it was, though. I mean, not (laughs) cool because he'd be dead. Well, that was horrible of me to say. That was not nice. (laughs) Goldfinger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's uh, there's a bronze statue. It's obviously a real man in makeup. It looks great, though. I mean, this is like a high-end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's dressed great. He looks great. The hair looks kind of like real or whatever. Real in the sense of that it's a statue. I was like, um, when he first started talking before he moved, I was looking around, like trying to see where the guy, was, where the voice was coming from. Nice. And then he moved and I was like, oh, because it, I believed it. Must buy food. Must buy food. I'm going to buy food. I'm going to buy food. I'm going to buy food. <laughs> Buy me. No. Buy me. I have to buy food. Buy me. Well. Okay. <laughs> So that's obviously Peg's delusion, right? So that statue, pro- there probably was a real statue there that looked exactly like that guy. But 
in her warped mind. So Peg is actually like kind of featured as a drug addict in this episode. Yeah. Like even Al saying she can't go to these things anymore. You you can't buy this stuff anymore. Uh, you're going to do something normal and clean your life up and go just buy food. Do something you're supposed to do. A normal function in society. You could do this, right? Yes, I could do it. You're looking at a whole new peg. You know, she's totally, ah, that part of my life's behind me. And as soon as she goes down a street in Chicago, she just can't buy food. She has a problem. She has such a problem that she thinks a statue's speaking to her. To the point where it turned its head and said, buy me. Which was kind of creepy. Was Well, that was a joke on uh, the parrot, right? Al doing the buy me thing with the parrot. Yeah, I don't know. And she's all, I have to buy food. Buy me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're scary. Who do you think wins in a fight, him or Chief Woodenhead? <laughs> <laughs> he looked to have a little more mobility. Yeah, and he, also, if he's bronze, then he yeah. can just chop through the wood of Woodenhead. Mm, true. True. So, where do you guys think Peg put this thing after she bought it? Well, she only put a down payment on it. Because it said $5,000, only $10 down. Now, what does that mean? Doesn't that mean that she could still bring it home, and now she has a, a payment I to make? I assumed it was layaway. Layaway, yeah. Is that? The- I don't know that that store would do layaway. I mean, it didn't look like the kind of store who would do layaway. But There's no um, way they're going to let someone pay $10 down and take that home. If it's $5,000. Yeah. That's true. What is layaway? Because I used to hear about that when I was like like nine years old, and I never heard about it again. Is that where you keep giving a store a small amount of money so that they save whatever you want to buy? And then once you... Well, yeah. You pick out whatever you want. They put it in the back. You pay a certain amount each month until it's paid off, and then you can take it home. Wow. So you have to pay it in full before you take it home. Yeah. That's actually how I, um, that's actually the only time I ever did it was when I, the first time I moved out on my own and I got my own apartment and I was by myself, I went, when I knew I was getting ready to move, I went, um, a couple months beforehand and bought all, like all the houseware stuff I was going to need. And I put it on layaway and I figured that that way, um, I wasn't going to move for a few months then I could just pay for it a little at a time, and, and by the time I was ready to move out, I'd have my stuff. And that's the only time I ever did it, but it worked out. It worked out really well. But I know that it used to be. Uh, it was like a big thing, like around Christmas time. A lot of people would buy Christmas presents on layaway for like their kids and stuff. And I guess that's a way. It was a way for them to buy, um, like all the toys and everything they wanted, especially if they were getting like expensive stuff like video games and things like that. Then you could just pay for it a little at a time. And then by the time Christmas came around, you know, it was ready. And really hot items. Like there were a lot of items that, you know, were really hot. And if you couldn't afford to get them, you had to put it on layaway or else it was going to be. Somebody else would get it. Yeah, that's true. Tickle me Elmo and stuff, right? Yeah. No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. 
Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Jerry, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. Alright guys, how many rides on the Wheel of Fun for 25 cents are you taking for this episode, Jerry? Uh, you best believe I'm putting a whole dollar down. Uh, four out of five. This episode was really fun, and I think on rewatch there will be a lot of like time to really look in the background and see more of what's going on back there. Um, the out there kind of silliness of this episode works for it is jokes that I actually really, really get and uh, make me not want to question it, which is always good. So, um, plus they said spin the cousin, which is absolutely hilarious to me. So four out of five, uh, they talked good on Steve. They brought up yard sales. This is everything I like in real life. So why would I not like it in this episode? All right, four out of five. That means he really likes it. Uh, Jamie, how many rides on the Wheel of Fun are you taking for twenty-five cents for this episode? Yard, yard sale. Yard sale. I think I will be taking four rides for twenty-five cents on the Wheel of Fun for this episode. Yard sale. Yard sale. Um, <laughs> I really did enjoy this. There's some really fun jokes. I mean, Marcy got nasty with Al, which was great. Uh, there were there there were some just some really good jokes in this episode, and even though it was kind of a bizarre episode, I mean, like we ended up going to Bundyland, and that's just weird. It um, I don't know. I felt like it worked. It's interesting as a season closer. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. You know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't don't feel like it brought anything to a close, or maybe, or even, you know, it, it's I don't know. It's an odd place, I think, to. To just stop everything. Although we did get Marcy's first date, right? And I just took off one quarter because they mentioned Steve, and so I'm kidding. Whoa, I'm kidding. Whoa. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. That's I'm it. kidding. I'm I would kidding. Never I be love married Steve. with children again. You know just I love kidding. Steve. I know everyone um, loves Steve. Uh, but yeah, so four out of five rides on the wheel. Oh, fun! I'm looking at the last seven or six or seven episodes real quick let's talk about what could have been the last one of the season what goes around came around peggy turns 300 peggy made a little lamb rain girl agony of defeat yard sale i'm gonna say just because of the timing and the subject matter peggy made a little lamb should have been the last one yeah i mean i think that could have been a fitting close and you know it was like into school year and stuff like that end of the school year yeah yeah isn't that when when shows, shows are over? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's what I would say. Now, let's just say that was true. How do you verse this versus yard sale? What do you like better? Like, was it better to go at yard sale? As the season closer? I don't think so. I mean, this one I think would have worked, except for the whole Marcy thing. You'd have to work that out as far as timeline for Marcy. But that was such a small portion of this episode that I think you could have moved things around and it would have been okay. Otherwise, story-wise, this episode could have fit anywhere. Yeah, timeline Marcy is the only problem here. But if they did uh, intend to swap the two, it would have worked. Strength-wise, 
I think they're both almost equal in strength. I think they're both just as good as each other. So, yeah, I would swap out Peggy Made a Little Lamb with this for the season closer. Okay, so for my rating, uh, I give it a four out of five rides on the Wheel of Fun for a, a whole quarter. It's a classic, you know. It's it's the thing. You'll never forget the Bundy's yard sale with Bundy Land. And it's one of those things where, like like I said, you, you feel like more happened in Bundy Land. Although, now that we watch it in this way, you know, really exploring an episode, you realize that, you know... It was just the third act of, of the whole entire episode. And there's even a three-minute joke at the end that cuts into this. You know, not as much happens as, as you, you hoped, but it was all strong. Everything was good. All the jokes were good. Marcy has a first boyfriend who, God, you get so much out of a guy on screen for 15 seconds. Pretty incredible how they did that. Um, the opener, Al with the bills and the tape recorder. That was great. You got Peg buying crap and Marcy's childhood. That was a good one. Um, the yard sale in general, even before it became Bundyland, pretty good. Um, you know, not many people came by. That's sort of weird. You would think at a show this popular at this point that they could definitely fill that yard up a little bit. But I don't know. I guess like Jerry said, it almost it's better that it didn't. It's just more Bundy that it didn't. You know, nobody came to this. I mean, you got to remember, Al even said on the episode he thought he could. He said, because I have a family that doesn't respect me, a city who curses the day curses the day I was born. So why would anybody really go there, you know? I would think morbid curiosity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But either way, however you look at it, it works. So it is what it is. Hey, guys. Want to represent the Married with Children podcast? Go to tpublic.com, T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Just go to the search bar and type in Married With Children Podcast. They have everything you need to rep your favorite podcast, tank tops, long sleeve shirts, baseball t-shirts, crew necks, hoodies. They even have these in kid sizes, phone cases for all different styles and sizes, laptop case, stickers, wall art, notebooks. Mugs, pillows, tote bags, travel mugs, you name it. They got it all, guys. And for great prices, go to tpublic.com for all your Married with Children podcast representational needs. It seems that Dan Chase is back on the scene. Um, His hiatus is over. Wow, uh, you came in here for a big episode. What goes around came around. You were here for the Bundy curse. Peggy turns 300. You were here to see Peg probably be do the lowest thing she's ever done, which is taking her daughter's opportunity to graduate high school with the rest of her class away from her. You saw Kelly get a job, at, just like Yannette Garcia, the hottest weather chick ever. Oh, by the way, her boyfriend dumped her to play Xbox, by the way, guys. Uh, right in the midst of our episode. How weird is that? Another uh, crazy coincidence that we're doing an episode. We mentioned this girl, and during that exact like week or two period, she's all over the news because she's like the hottest chick ever in weather. Yeah. And her boyfriend dumped her to play more Call of Duty. Call on of X- Duty, yeah. Yeah, on <laughs> it's a sign you should quit Married with Children podcast to go be with her, Alex. Oh yeah, maybe that's what it means. Do you think my wife would care? Um, uh, knowing Tiff, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll discuss it. You know, she might come around. Uh, then you were here for the agony of defeat, and now here we are with Yard Sale. It's been a great six-episode journey uh, with you, and we really appreciate you helping us tidy up season four in Dan's absence. Um, do you have anything to say? Yeah. Uh, thank you for uh, letting me come back on. I will uh, definitely be back, guys, um, for select episodes. And, of course, whenever they need someone to fill in, I, of course, will gladly do that. Thank you all for welcoming welcoming me back. Welcoming. That was just as bad as the first one. Welcoming me back with open arms and uh, letting me remind you all of Steve. And how great he is. <laughs> definitely, we're not just going to wait for Steve episodes. We definitely want to have you back a little more frequently than that, if you don't mind. Yeah. This show ah. is fun with Jerry. Yeah, it's fun with Dan, but it's fun with Jerry. It's fun with JP. It's we, We'd love to do that. The only reason we don't really do things like that is just scheduling, guys. Like, honestly. Scheduling's the worst. That's it. That's the only reason we don't do it like that. There's, there's not other underlying thought here. I mean, it's just like to try to get four people on a show is friggin' impossible. Yeah, I really like the last time we had to do that. We had to like wake up at like 6 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. It was the worst. And guys, I usually don't wake up before 10 a.m. every day. So uh, it was bad. Obviously, the, the patrons of our show are expecting a season four wrap-up show, guys. Well... You're getting it. The only issue is, with scheduling, Dan is on vacation right now, so we have to find a way to to record this very soon. Get it to Patreon. Also, record right away again with Dan and get that for next Wednesday. So we have a lot to do in, like, one week. And the problem is that Jerry will be on the Season 4 wrap-up show, so... Now we have to get four people on at once, and trying to get those schedules juggled is like a whole thing. So please bear with us. I promise you, it will not be more than one week after you might expect to hear it. Not one week longer, that's all. Um, And then we hope to have next week's show out as scheduled, and then move right along from here. Alright guys, so tune in Hopefully next Wednesday, everything goes uh, as planned. We can get the show out. It is uh, the first episode of Season 5, Will Follow the Sun. The Bundys get caught in Labor Day traffic.